What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. I'm Corey. I'm Ella. And today our guest is a physical therapist and co-founder of Motive and Why. He has a BS in exercise science, certified in FRC and FR. He's a wealth of knowledge about the body, our friend, Luke Greenberg. Hello, hello. Hello, sir. Um, I have to say, we're drinking sparkling water. I'm going to be burping up a storm. This is not a good idea. Yeah, you are. You're pretty gassy. Pretty, pretty gassy, gassy lady. We're Hi. also standing up for this podcast, which I feel like is appropriate. Yes. Normally we sit. I hate sitting, so it's perfect. Today is all about mobility. <laughs> and like I'm more myself. <laughs> yes. You know? A, to, we want you to feel comfortable, for sure. Yes. Um, well, we there's so many things that I want to talk about, so we're just going to dive right into Wednesday Wisdom. Corey, you want to start us off? No. Our guest, <laughs> would you like to start us off? Actually, what kind of wisdom so, am I starting yeah, so us with? I'll, I'll go first. So okay. uh, I recently did a uh, commercial for Bombas, the sock company. They're kind of like the Warby yeah. Parker of socks. So they buy one, give one. And they are the Does most... Does Warby Parker do that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. They're like the most comfortable socks on the planet. If you if you haven't tried a pair of Bombas, and this is not this podcast is not endorsed by Bombas, <laughs> yeah. shape or form. Uh, I got mine on right now. They're mm. super comfortable, but um, take care of your feet. I feel like that's you it's know, an important one. Yeah, for sure. Kind of goes along with what we're taking care of the body today. So yeah. that's mine. What about you? Um, my Wednesday wisdom also is on brand, on theme for right now. Okay. <laughs> um, recently, I have been noticing. It's, I notice it all the time, but I taught um, my CrossFit classes last Thursday, and three people said they had injuries, and I gave them modifications, and they said, it, it's okay, it's not, it doesn't hurt that bad, it just like kind of hurts, and I had to, they had to stop them, and I said, if you are not fully healed, you should not be doing this movement, it is not worth it, you are just going to go backwards and hurt yourself more, and it drives me flipping nuts. I love CrossFitters. I think they're, sorry, I think they're great and they're motivated and they like learning, but sometimes they're just too focused on doing the workout and getting the score. I, I mean, And I know other, pe- other people than just CrossFitters ego, do it, right? but it just drives me nuts. Yeah, Don't that. do it. Yeah. yeah. What about you, man? Any, uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be about the body. Yeah, it could be about whatever. If, it, if it's like, yo, I... I buy my subway card this way it doesn't, doesn't matter <laughs> yeah like, that's yeah, true um i want to bring some awareness to the beauty of the dichotomy of being a golfer because you can be fit and healthy you're out for a nice walk yeah, yeah. i played at beth page this weekend Oof. walked eight miles in the process wow nice but if you're a professional golfer even so this weekend was the british open there's a guy called eddie pepperell mm-hmm. who's a, a brit he uh came out with an interview after Sunday saying that he he actually shot the best round of anybody that day. Turned out that he was a little bit hungover. So <laughs> I think that you should, the world should appreciate more that you can be super drunk and hungover and be a golfer. <laughs> yeah. You can also be fit and like yeah. healthy, walk eight miles, yeah. enjoy the you know the the weather and the sunshine. So you know, don't sleep one, on golf. Yeah, no, dude. I, I grew up playing golf. My brother, my brother is a, a scratch golfer. At one point, I could shoot like like in the eighties. So I'm a I'm a huge huge fan. Uh, how was Bethpage? Good. Played uh, Bethpage Red. Okay. My friend and I played from the back tees. So super super oh, yeah. long. Yeah, like the Very pros. Very windy that day. It's, okay. a, it's a little demoralizing at oh, times. Oh, I'm sure. But, uh, 
It's also fun. Yeah, any longest beats? course I've ever played. But I'm really? starting to get good this year. It's like sort of my how often are you playing? Passion project, hobby for now. Um, it's gonna seem obnoxious for the summer this year. I'm trying to play twice a week. Which Why takes, is, that's just not obnoxious. <laughs> well, just it takes, it's a, a, lot of time it takes a lot of like time and effort. So people like a lot of times people think that like I'm not actually working or anything. But <laughs> I should just like jam it in there like once yeah. during the week and once on the weekend. Totally. So, Where do you uh, go during the week? Depends. Uh, just like so you, do you always leave the city? I guess. That yeah, was yeah you kind of have to. Yeah. For the most part. So. I've uh, never golfed before. I just get like a really super early tea time on Wednesdays because. I don't work until the afternoon on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. That's like my one theoretical sleep-in day. But nice. so instead, I just wake up <laughs> even earlier to go to golf. Okay. So, Smart. Nice. Yeah, Very um, cool. Trying to get from a 15 handicap to a 10 handicap this year. All right. It's a big That's jump, a big jump. So Yeah. So. And it's, I mean, a lot of it's mental, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's between the ears. Yeah. I feel like you guys were just speaking a different language. Yeah. <laughs> my, brother, my brother could talk about golf till he's blue in the face, man. He's really fun to watch play, too, because he just smashes the ball. Yeah, but I highly recommend having at least one beer while you play. Oh, for sure. For sure. The <laughs> hard part. don't, I'm kind of questioning <laughs> The your, hard part would be getting yeah. him to have less than, like, five. <laughs> so, awesome. All right. We are diving in. Um, so just kind of a little backstory on you and Motive. Uh, what made you become a physical therapist, and why did you decide to create Motive? Uh, so I always get asked this and I always wish that I had a more interesting (laughs) story about like, Oh, well I really had this injury and like this and that. So retrospectively, actually, I just look back and realize that I had a back injury, but I didn't even consider physical therapy at the time as like a profession that I went and it was like so benign and like lame. Uh, but I only realized that actually after I was a physical therapist, I was like, actually, you know what? I went to physical therapy. Oh, really? (laughs) How weird is this? Oh, wow. But uh, I started college actually in 3D animation. Really? And, what? Yeah. I don't think I oh, did that. Oh wow! Yeah, I did that for a year and a half. Decided I didn't want to live my life at a desk. It just like wasn't who I was anymore. Was, like, yeah. I, was, I had a background as like a professional gamer, and was interested in animation. And then like my lifestyle kind of shifted more towards, you know, I was always athletic, but like my my mental focus shifted more towards sport, health, athleticism. At a certain point um so some like a friend was basically said to me hey do you know there's this thing called exercise science that exists and i was like no she's like it really sounds like you <laughs> <laughs> turns out she was right so i did my undergrad then i switched into exercise science crammed the four years into two and a half years yikes and then went to grad school columbia for physical therapy um so just sort of like a shift in my lifestyle mindset kind of made me go yeah. into it. And when I went into exercise science, I just felt like I didn't know enough. And even today, I don't feel like I know enough. But <laughs> going to PT uh, school, like, gave me a, a way to, I don't know, start to feel like an expert in a way. Yeah. Cool. Not that I think that anyone's really a full expert of, sure. of the human body. But right. I don't know. That's why they call it practicing, right? Just like the depth of knowledge wasn't far enough yeah. at that point. But then as far as like why did I start Motive was... You know, when I, all through PT school, I just like would start, I don't know, I'm always a person that analyzes whatever I'm involved in and like, I really hate inefficiency and like, it just bothers me for some reason. Right. So from the beginning, I would go to like, look at these internships or observation hours and just like despise the way that people operated it. So even from year one of PT school, I knew that I was going to end up being on my own at one point. Yeah. Kind of happened sooner than, sure. than everybody expected, but um, yeah. so... Yeah. 
David, my business partner, and I, we worked at a place together, and you know, we both were sort of overworked, running to the ground, yeah, you know, wanting to give a better version of ourselves to our clients, and we couldn't. So we just tried to find any way out, and that's how we got to where we are now. Nice, cool. I've never been a fan of PT until I met you guys. I, I think I had a couple of PT appointments in high school, and I don't even remember what for. Maybe like back pain or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I'd always been a chiropractic fan, mm-hmm. and I just thought like PTs would like look at me and give me silly exercises, and then walk away and like, okay, do this, I'll be back, and. I just never liked them until I met you guys. I think your guys' approach to, maybe because I just haven't had good physical therapists until you yeah. guys, but yeah. Um, yeah, you guys are great. Um, so kind of on that, why is physical therapy better than other forms of extra, uh, like body work, like chiropractic or cupping or acupuncture? Or maybe different. Or, maybe yeah, not better, dif- but just different. different or better, whatever um, you I, so I always get asked, like, I guess a similar question is like, oh, what do you think of chiropractors? People will say, or like, yeah. should I do cupping? And I always tell people that, um, like, a good chiropractor and a good physical therapist are going to do kind of the same things for you Yeah. Uh, when it comes down to it. It happens to be that both industries have, like, a lot of crap that's out there. So yeah. that, I mean, I think a lot of people have been exposed to crap, and then they don't really realize what they could be getting. Yeah. But... Um, I think physical therapy has an advantage in a way because somebody that's good in it is thinking about multiple body systems, multiple functions, and not just like the actual physical self, but also like educationally getting the person to change their brain about why they're doing something. So I think a pitfall for a lot of body workers, chiropractors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, whatever, physical therapists as well is they'll like you know manual therapy mash something somebody's body to death and then they walk away or like a classic yeah. example is like a chiropractor cracks your back they put stim on your back and you leave problem being then you, you didn't re-educate the person at all yeah so for me that's always i really think of myself as a teacher yeah i've definitely learned else. a lot from you and then yeah. like i mean i guess that turns out that i'm pretty good with my hands so that helps and i think it gives a little bit of an added benefit but um, I think the people that get better the most are the people that you connect with their brain. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of going along with that, can you, because I know you, you do FRC, um, maybe you could explain a little bit about what that might be, because mm-hmm. it, it was relatively new to me when I found out about it, and I know that some people had questions about that, so maybe you can talk a little bit about FRC and, and, and that. So FRC is uh, an acronym for Functional Range Conditioning. Uh, started by two chiropractors out of Toronto, Canada. Um, so that's kind of an interesting thing. It's like this very like movement background thing started by chiropractors. I think goes to show you how those two. I don't think I knew they were disciplines are kind of joining hmm. together. Like yeah. it's really, like I said, more and more like chiropractors and PTs are doing things similar. That's cool. Um, but the idea of it, I think, without oversimplifying it, hopefully, is that you should have the ability to have full or as close to full control of yourself in every position that you might end up in, in your life. And you know, if you're a certain type of athlete, uh, external forces or like the world will dictate what position you are in, you know, by somebody tackling you or you having to change directions or a boundary or something like that. And those are unusual manipulations. But for the average person, like we can pretty well predict like, you know, 
Corey, he's got to move his hips in this way. Yeah. He's got to spend this much time in this position. Right. You know, we, you know, your daily life is pretty predictable. So for those people, you could very drastically impact their consistency and health by just getting them to understand like, Hey, by the way, you want to sit in a chair for this many hours, but you have none of the control and none of the endurance to ha- handle that task. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess that's sort of, to me, the underlying background thinking, and then there's all kinds of scientific principles that are supporting that and yeah. things you would apply. Yeah. But that to me is like, what's important about it. Yeah. yeah. That really, um, I mean, I learned FRC principles from you and then later got certified from them. Um, but I think that's why you motive is so different from other PTs that I've seen in the past because you do apply this, I can't think of a better word, but applicable body language. And it's, it's, it's just so smart to me. <laughs> it's just like, of course you would move this way. And of course this is important. Like you, you can't sit on the floor and flex your foot all the way yet every day you stand and you walk Mm -hmm. and your feet are constantly being flexed by the force of gravity you need to be able to flex your foot in its full range on your own yeah i think that they those guys have done a really good job of making a simple to understand uh, variety applicable to every joint that it's, it's it's very easy to display to somebody hey here's what your hip can't do yeah based on what I'm showing you. Yeah. And it's very before your eyes. It's not behind a curtain of like mystery. You know, yeah. you can see it right at face value as soon as you try to do it. And you're like, Oh, well now I, you know, I get it. I can't yeah. lift my leg off the ground without arching my back like crazy. I could see why that would make my back hurt. Or, yeah. You know, there are so many use case examples. And then the person, hopefully the biggest thing for me is trying to get people to take those things and use it as a self-assessment. And like, I feel like I'm always talking to people about, if you're not thinking actively when you're doing something about, you know, how should this be or how is it usually? Yeah. You know, why is it worse today than it usually is? Why is it worse than the other side of my body? Mm-hmm. And you're missing opportunities to like prevent yourself from being really screwed up or, yeah. or just preventing yourself from being more optimal, right? So if, yeah. you, if you can do a bunch of stuff with your right leg, you can't do any of it with your left leg, that should seem freaking obvious. Right? <laughs> yeah. But now if you take these things as an assessment, then you can actually yourself take control of that yeah how is how i mean this is something maybe alex knows a little bit about but how is mobility or doing mobility different than like stretching are they one and the same or do you consider them to be like two different things mobility and flexibility mobility and flexibility yeah so i mean mobility and flexibility i guess are different i think it's to me it's like people it's a common thing people are trying to define what's what's each Often people in this community of FRC will try to describe mobility as sort of your ability to put yourself in a position. Mm. Flexibility being like just passively you could end up moving a certain amount. Okay. Um, to me, neither of those things really matter if you can't use your body as a tool for the devices or the events that you want to participate in. Sure. So to me, I, I like to make it more of a, like a use case example, like Corey wants to play baseball, but his hips don't turn. So sure. guess what? If, guess if he's going to be a good hitter, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. let's apply it to, let's apply our brains to goals of that nature because then it's going to actually be meaningful to somebody Gotcha. and not say, Oh, look, that ballerina can do middle splits. Like, without even warming up 
am I supposed to be able to do that? The truth is, like, honestly, who cares? Yeah, okay. Like, to some degree. Like, yeah. if you can't sit in a chair right. because you're so immobile, yeah, that's a problem. But, like, a lot of people, like, I think it's overemphasized in the mobility world. Oh, you got to do all this mobility. You got to do all this. You got to do all that. I think if you can get the core of what your demands are, and maybe with a little bit of a buffer, and then build strength, build control, that's, like, people are successful that way like yeah. yeah a lot of the people that i work with that are doing well are not like the most mobile people in the world but they're adapted for their for their task and yeah that, that's really what you ask for yeah so. cool well i know you because i come from a dance background yeah. i have just have it ingrained in my head that i need to stretch i need to stretch i need to stretch right and you've taught me a lot about the difference between or the benefits of for example holding a middle splits without warming mm -hmm. up and then being able to be mobile and move within, I mean, that's, I'm not there yet, but <laughs> moving within the middle splits. And um, I am trying to pass that message along to the dancers that I come across because they do. Like, for example, like standing, holding your, your foot, mm -hmm. pulling your heel towards your butt, they can hold it and, or some can go like beyond. And then you say, let go. And it's like, and the right. leg like slingshots down. So the difference between passive mobility and active mobility, I think is really important, especially yeah, think for dancers. You should also always ask yourself, like if you feel inclined to stretch something, why, why do you want to stretch it? Yeah. And the, a good reason to stretch something is, oh, you know, I did deadlifts yesterday and my hamstrings have a little more tension, they're a little sore. I can't really move to my normal range of motion comfortably. Maybe you stretch that, your body like sort of relaxes and you feel normal. But yeah. if you're constantly like in a spasm of your hamstring, because your body's protecting it, it's probably asking you not to stretch it. Yes, so that's yeah. how I injured my get, hamstring. Get real advice about that because right. yeah. it's not just like, oh, your hamstrings are tight, so stretch them. Like it's literally like one of the worst examples <laughs> of a thing where everybody thinks they need to stretch their hamstrings, and the reality is, if ninety-seven plus percent of people would actually strengthen their hamstrings, whatever the problem is, would get better. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Were you were you an athlete growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I, playing hockey, like, some of the stuff I was doing back then, like, seems so archaic now. I wish that we had had, like, all of this information and, like, yeah. the sharing of information of, like, what works, like, what doesn't work back then. I feel like I would have been, like, a lot kinder to my body and right. not so, like, you know, just listening to what people were saying, like, blindly. I'd do, like, a little bit of research and... I feel like our parents didn't get taught any of that. Yeah, and none. And the parents were really, I mean, this is like a boom of sports in America. Like, sports became this, like, ideal career, right? And everybody wants to be an athlete, right? But then the people that are teaching you are, like, the parents. Yeah. They yeah. never really learn anything about movement and sports. So right, it's right. Like, really, you're kind of in trouble, right? Like, yeah. Like, if I had to teach you Spanish, we would be fucked. <laughs> really fucked. <laughs> right. Like, I guess I'll pull out a book about Spanish. Yeah, and for figure sure. Figure out something, yeah. right? So that maybe the next generation has a better opportunity because we're now all thinking about it. Yeah. Well, even, like, the, the high-impact sports, you know, like, tackle and football and all that stuff and everything that's coming out with, like, brain injuries and just the science of it all is, is great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we kind of already talked about this, but, like, why do people need to mobilize we, we kind of already talked about that. Yeah. I think it's okay to kind of blow through that question. Yeah. But a lot of people will foam roll and say, oh, that's like my cool down. I'm going to foam roll after, mm -hmm. after my workout, and that's stretching, or that's mobilizing. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I personally have not used a foam roller in 
besides for like maybe like 30 seconds here or there yeah at all in like the last couple of years really um, guess whether my mobility is negatively impacted it's not <laughs> yeah uh that's funny i can my my advice with foam rollers is like if you need to do something right now <clears throat> and you say you need to squat 800 pounds and your outside of your right hip feels pinchy when you try to squat 300 pounds but for some reason you've convinced yourself you have to squat 800 pounds anyway <laughs> and you can make an instantaneous change by like foam rolling or mashing with some soft tissue and now you can move a little bit better and it feels a little better that's i guess what i would do to apply a foam roller mm -hmm. but it's making no long-term changes in your body totally so it, the ways you make long-term long changes are actual control and extended tension on tissue and that's not going to do it i mean a lot of research has come out now with the amount of force that you need to put into tissue mechanically to actually alter it is like i forget the exact not number. something so you some can do on, on a the internet roller. can tell me better <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like over a thousand pounds of pressure yeah so what you're doing with the foam roller is not doing that yeah so stop saying you're like mobilizing mobil you're like stretching your it band or something by doing that foam roller thing but yeah yeah but yeah i mean the Moving your joints and doing something that involves control is bang for your buck. It's significantly better almost every time than, cool. than foam rolling. A lot of stiff people out there. Yeah. So people at home who have foam rollers yeah. who want to mobilize and stretch but aren't really sure what to do, mm -hmm. maybe stay off the foam roller and do what? Like what can people do at home? if they want to start being more mobile. If we're I talking would, about people that have like zero understanding of that. I think you should go take up any movement practice with somebody that cares. Right? <laughs> I don't care which one it is really. Like if you want to do yoga, you, because you're sort of interested in yoga, go talk to somebody that's going to teach you that or get in a good yoga class that's going to educate you in that way. If you want to do Pilates, do that. If you want to do physical therapy go see a physical therapist but like you should take up a movement practice not just um ju not just a passive treatment on yourself mm -hmm. so getting a theragun or like a oh my know, a, gosh a jigsaw I want one so with, bad. A, with a hammer on the end of it is like it's going to feel good for a minute it'll help you move a little but you've again you've not changed your brain really at all mm -hmm. and you've not taught yourself anything yeah so uh but if I also think that if you're not willing to go interact with a person that's an expert yeah. locally or like somebody that can help you yeah. with advice, then you're not being honest with yourself that you actually want to do it. Yeah. So own up to whether or not you want to do it. Yeah. And either do it or don't. Yeah. Because the people that are using the foam rollers a lot are basically the people that just want to not own up to having to do something. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, I have to. So you can probably explain it better than me. But I recently had a Theragun used on me yeah. and someone was like, well, what is it? And I was like, it's all a cross ball that's attached to an impact driver. I was looking at you because of your phone. Uh, is that me? <laughs> I mean, it's not me. Uh. Um, that just kind of like bangs and like drills yeah. on your back. So could someone, obviously not that, you couldn't do that with a like basic lacrosse ball, mm -hmm. but could I do something like that with a lacrosse ball without the Theragun? Like what's the difference between... I mean, there's different science about like repeated percussion and how that mm. changes your nervous system slightly yeah. in certain I mean, ways, but it's it still very short term. Helped my it, it it is very short term because for the last for the like 
immediately afterwards I was like oh my gosh yeah. I can move my shoulders and there's no crunching mm -hmm. and it lasted for a couple of days I mean granted I did get on a plane the next day but um, the, the crunching is back <laughs> I think as a general rule of thumb with with any soft tissue device if you use it and repeatedly the same thing needs that that situation it's because you're doing something wrong moving your body yeah yeah so, so it doesn't just need to be released all the time it needs you to stop using it shitty treating <laughs> treating the so. symptom and not the problem yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. i get it uh well, how important is it one. yeah i know <laughs> i know you do uh how important is having kind of a balance of uh mobilizing stretching and strength training like do you think that they're all like absolutely because a lot of people do one or the other they're yeah, either yeah. like flexible yoga, stretchy, or they're strength trainers who can't mm. touch their toes? Um, I think that for the average person that's not moving around enough, the mobility, flexibility training is probably more important mm -hmm. just because your body, just, you, the human body wants movement variability. Mm -hmm. And modern America, we've eliminated the necessity for that. So we go, we walk, we move our hips marginally to do that. We sit down, we move our hips marginally to do that. We lie in the bed. And a lot of people, that's like all they do in the day. Mm -hmm. So that if you do if you do that, your body is going to be conditioned for the tissue to be used that way, which is very little. Mm -hmm. And then you think about, oh, when I was a kid, I used to play soccer, so let me go do that. But the truth is that your like body hasn't been asked that for years. Yeah. You go to do it, and it's a nightmare, right? Yeah. So like variability is really what people need. Um, and the people that are sedentary in that way, strength training might just be body weight moving you know, variably because you've not challenged any of that sure. stuff. It's still yeah. strength training, mm -hmm. yeah. right? But the uh, the idea that, I mean, uh, most people probably don't need to go pick up a bunch of heavy weight. Yeah. Uh, that's probably going to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Some people will benefit from a moderate amount of weight. You know, so again, I think you should go talk to actually a person. Yes. <laughs> uh, or take up something very modest, like a, a five by five, that's like five sets, five reps. Yeah. Lifting program at a light, you know, modest weight, see how your body responds to it. Or, you know, something introductory. Don't go yeah. a million miles an hour, Barry's boot camp, yeah. tone house. <laughs> yes, I'm calling out these switch. people. <laughs> switch. Switch. Yeah. Dude. But like your your body hasn't been prepared for any of that. Yeah. Not to mention what are your goals? Like if you're just trying to like get your kids off the floor, do you need to do like bear crawls at max speed? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what people are doing and yeah. like it's like fitness today. That's crazy. Yeah. Have you heard of Switch Playground? Is that what yeah. it's called? Have you heard, Have you heard of, of this? Is that, that's the one where you like just bounce back and forth between two different things or something. There's like 15 like different, there's like 15 different stations. Yeah. like eight different coaches. Uh -huh. Yo, it's crazy. I mean, I don't want, I, I recently worked with them, so I don't want to like talk too much shit, but like there was some definite unsafe movement. <laughs> I was watching people and I was like, oh dude, like watching people row and they just yeah. like weren't correcting bad form. It was just like, yeah, like you fucking got this. And <laughs> yeah, just like pumping people up and they're like, ah. I mean, I don't wanna be the movement cops either because like in general, like people trying stuff is good. Sure, sure, yeah. Like learn yourself and yeah. intensity. Start yeah. low intensity. Yeah. yeah. The, the, even even the best athletes train at high intensity like less than 40% of the time. Right. So if you're going high intensity intervals like six days a week, with your crap body that sits at a desk 12 hours a day otherwise, like, yeah. guess, you know, it's, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that you yeah. have, like, all-time high knee replacements and yeah. hip replacements and back pain. Like, it, it's, it should seem obvious. That, that's actually yeah. one of the questions is, what is a, an injury that you see that's super common? 
I mean, I know we're very New York specific, but you see a lot of people. Is there anything that comes up consistently with people? I mean, in general, low back pain is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, we work with a lot of athletes, so I think we have a lot of people that have, you know, hip and knee overuse kind of things. A lot of runners, CrossFitters. Um, but I, I mean, in general, low back pain. Low back pain. From too much sitting. Right. Or from lack of movement variability. Again, sure. It's like we, we stopped asking our hips to move at a certain age. And now the only thing that will move is our back and we put stress on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what can people do to prevent that or to help their low back pain? Cause I, I hear it all the time. Oh, my back hurts. Like we were, I was coaching a class and we were, someone was, uh, I think the workout was, um, yeah, kettlebell bent over rows. And this guy, just one of the people where I was like, don't fucking do this anymore. Like, stop, let me change the exercise for you. I gave him modifications. He's like, I just can't do it. My back hurts so bad. And then I gave him a modification and I gave him less weight. And he was like, oh, it feels better. And then after class, I'm like, immediately after we're taking a yoga class. And I was like, you're going to stay and stretch? And he was like, no, it feels good now. Like, it feels good because you're not doing bent over rows right now yeah. with a crazy heavy weight. Yeah. Or he's just warmed up. And then or he's as just soon as up. he goes to sit down, it's going to hurt like hell. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess, well, first of all, people that actually have a significant medical history, like disc herniations or a recent back strain yeah. or, you know, arthritis, you should, again, go get advice. It's probably yes. going to be a familiar statement from me. But like, <laughs> get in front of a person that is actually going to evaluate you. And I don't mean an orthopedic doctor. I mean yeah. a person that's actually going to make you move, watch yes. you move yes, and give you a lesson about something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but more simply than that, I think if you're, if you're spending routinely in your day more than once sitting for more than an hour, you need to really consider like just moving your damn body more often in the day. Yeah. And if it needs to be that the thing on your wrist vibrates because you don't pay attention to anything, if it doesn't, then a reminder for, you know, every 30 minutes, just get up and try to touch the floor. Yeah. Get up and turn your, your body 10 times each direction. Yeah. Get up and, you know, pretend you're doing a hula hoop. Yeah. Right? Ooh, you I like move it. Your back. <laughs> yeah. Anything. I don't care. It doesn't really matter what it is, but like if you're, if you, if you're at a desk, for stretches of four to eight hours, it's not going to be a good thing for your back. It's yeah. Just That's yeah. why, I mean, I was telling you before we started, like getting a stand up desk has been like so crazy. Mm -hmm. Cause like, um, like we do have like bar stools that we'll sit on, like, yeah. but those aren't, those aren't comfortable at all. And what I've right. noticed with those is for me is I'm like sitting up, my posture has to get good. Yeah. Sitting on the bar stool mm -hmm. because you've sat on a bar stool. Like if you like slouch over yeah, fucking like, hurts super bad. Yeah, so sucks. like, it's kind of forced me into, and my, my low back pain is like pretty much gone. Right. Um, just like by, by doing that. And I've started like moving a little bit in between, like I'll take a break and like yeah, stretch so it out. Sometimes it's honestly, it's like figure out what not to be doing instead of figure out what to be doing extra yeah. or to, be, to be doing to counteract it. Like yeah. a lot of people, there's one thing they could just eliminate that they really don't need anyway that will not necessarily fix their problems because yeah. obviously your back isn't perfect. Sure, sure. It doesn't hurt like hell. So right, that's a good, right. That's a good, yeah. good <laughs> easy change. So. If, I, if I said, oh, well, Corey, you have to go to yoga, you know, yeah. six times a week to make your back not hurt, you'd be like, wow, that's really an investment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd do it. It's hard. <laughs> but yeah. It, you know, so it's a lot easier if you can pick, if you can find the thing the to thing. say, oh, well, maybe I need to take a break from sitting yeah. 40 minutes. For sure. For sure. And is there anything... And I know every individual is, is different, 
but um, something that has helped me is it's not necessarily, and this is like, I think specific for me, correct me if I'm wrong, um, it's not necessarily my back pain is because I need to do something specific for my back, but it's also doing things for the muscles and joints that are connected to the back. So I've been focusing a lot on my hip flexors and the things that are in front of my body because yeah. that will counter, counteract what's happening in the back of my body. Is there any that I, like advice that you can give people for low back pain? And again, I, mean, I know everybody's different. And Yeah, well, definitely consider, consider why is your back the thing that's stressed? Yeah. Is it like a really obvious one is your hips can't move. Mm-hmm. So like if you, you should be able to like stand up by a wall and get your it. back sort of flat to the wall. Your whole back, yeah. pretty much all of it being able to touch the wall. And if you can't, your back is really like, it's protecting against you moving it because it's afraid of stress. Right. Like it feels so, like my butt's too big. <laughs> that's a good problem to have. <laughs> I can kind of, I, I can kind of do it. <laughs> <laughs> but you, uh, I mean, the, I think the most obvious one is like, can you actually move your hips? Right. Most people can't move their hips anywhere without their lower back also moving. So sure. if you think about, put a hand in front of your belly button and a hand on your lower back, and then okay. brace your stomach and okay. just keep it like that. And then try to move your leg as far forward in front of you without either of those things moving at all, not even a little bit. And if you can't get at least past 90 degrees, like your knee above your hips, theoretically your body won't even let you sit in a chair. Interesting. Right. Can you do wow. it, Corey? I don't know. Can I? Tell me. <laughs> Here, right? Yeah. Yeah. That there. Yeah. That did good. I move? I'm did, soaking did you... wet, sweating. This is so <laughs> gross. You're, did you, you're really warmed did up you for feel, this test at least. Did you, <laughs> did you feel your hands move? I don't I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. So pick the point that is arched the most in your back. Okay. So right. Put put your leg down. Okay. So we're gonna pick this point. Okay. Brace your stomach. Okay. And now if this moves at all, that's that's the end of your hip being able to move. So it's there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. Theoretically, the, the way that, that you're using your body is only let you move just your hip for about 30 degrees. Oh, that's crazy. And then after that, it, your body says, you're pulling on everything, right? There's tension. So we're just move everything. Okay. We can't move just a hip anymore. Wow. And that's one of the, the, the biggest things is like, okay, so now if you're going to go sit in a chair, you're stuck in a position that your hips don't want to let you use for an extended period of time. How are you going to get there? Your whole pelvis is going to move. Your whole lower back is going to move. Yeah. And then what's going to happen? Your shoulders and your neck have to take a different position to, sure. to use the world, right? So if you want to go in front of a computer or, you know, yeah. whatever, something just in front of you, maybe right. it's just another person you're talking right. to. Now your body is, t- is doing an adaptation to get you out of this slouched posture. Mm-hmm. And then you're finding another point in your back that you can leverage. <laughs> so that... Or you, you need to look at a computer screen and you're doing this and this. I can't see, but he's in this, a very interesting but, yeah. position. Chin forward, yeah. shoulder slouched, And then, contracted. you know, hopefully if you did this, it would feel like hell because it does. But this is like, that's like where a lot of people have ended up. Yeah. Do you have the ability to look at someone and just immediately be like, that motherfucker does this for a living. This person does this for a living. Maybe not that specifically. I mean, but like, I, I could probably make a lot of money on that. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's... Or when they like, walk in, like... 
you sit at a desk because I can tell your shoulders around and you need to do this. Or like a dentist, you know, dentists are always like looking at people's teeth and, yeah. you know. I mean, I can definitely look at, especially if I examine someone like physical exam, like figure out what parts of their body are, right. are overused. Right. Yeah. So a dentist is an example, like most of their upper backs are very rounded and stiff, you know. They're oh, very, interesting. They're very tight in the fronts of their body mm-hmm. because that's they're, the, they're, they're always using things in front of them below their eye level. Right? Sure. So their posture is yeah. always like that. Yeah. Um, do PTs have common injuries? Yeah. Your hands? <laughs> well, hands is definitely something to be concerned about. Um, for me, it's always upper back stiffness. Yeah. Similar idea. Like I'm always working on something in front of me and using yeah. my shoulders, my arms to leverage something. Yeah. So try to be careful not to let that break my whole posture. Sure. Yeah. And then there's still like overuse related yeah. to it. Yeah. We're um, going to look like we worked out. I, I know. Like, this this so is sweaty. absolutely disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to change. For everybody that can't see, Corey actually is wearing, he's got Khakis. A, a full sweat through his chinos. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Speaking of most embarrassing thing that happened to me yeah. this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, I had asked on Instagram for some questions and I feel like we answered all of these questions. Someone had said, um, what's the most common injury you see from CrossFit and some prehab drills to stay healthy? I think we kind of already answered that, but is there anything specifically with CrossFit that you see a lot? I think CrossFit, like shoulder impingement ends up happening a lot because people lift heavy weight, their shoulders Mm. get tight, muscular tight. And then they go, you go, you have like your toes to bar, your kipping pull-ups, butterfly pull-ups, shoulder overhead movements, like all these things demand that you keep maintaining that mobility, but a lot of people don't. Right. Or they just go there too often and you get overused that way. So shoulder impingement, I think probably. Make sure your upper back moves. Yeah. Make sure your shoulder blades move. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I feel like that's all. That's it. I mean, there's so many other things that yeah. I want to talk about, but maybe yeah, part we're, two we're probably going to get a lot of questions on these too because a lot of the people that listen are very active and right. like in that community. So, um, can I say before we close yeah. up that yeah. part of it, if you're not objectively trying to improve your sleep habits, you're losing at physical performance. Like you. I can tell you reliably when I sleep eight hours versus if I sleep five and a half hours, mm. the parts of my body that aren't great when I sleep five and a half hours feel like hell. Yeah. The parts of my body that aren't that great when I sleep eight hours, they're not that bad. Yeah. You know, so if you're routinely on that five and a half hours or dehydrated sleep, yeah. hungover sleep, drunk sleep, yeah. <laughs> drug influence sleep, oh, you know, you can't shut off your mind when you go to bed. Like that, that I think would be like, the lowest hanging fruit to alter. Yeah. Uh, because seriously, like I, I, I recognize I have tight areas in my body. Sleep well, they're pretty, pretty minimally uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I think That's if awesome. you really analyze it, probably a lot of people are that way. Yeah. So oh, 100%. Sleep is the most important and thing. And we get people come in, they're like, oh, I need help for this, this, and this. And I'll look at them, like your whole nervous system is just begging for mercy. And yeah. And that is sleep related. Yeah. So. That's great. What about um, people who are crazy flexible and sleep eight hours, but then wake up in pain? <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> for a friend. Just for a friend. Yes, someone I know. <laughs> I think those, that's a use case of a person that uh, forcing more tension, like load your body. Yeah. Um, but carefully, because like yeah. if you load it and, it's, and it collapses, now you're... Making you know, it worse. You're going to run into points of impingement, points yeah. of pain. Yeah. Yeah. But if you load your body in a way that it can tolerate progressively, then I think it, it feels better. 
Yeah. I think that's part of why your friend has gotten <laughs> probably interested in weightlifting over the years. <laughs> yeah, and who sees you a lot. <laughs> who also sleeps like a professional athlete. I mean, yeah. this girl just, she can sleep for nine hours if you let that's her. That's good. At least she's not too stressed out. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So we always finish with what's the most stupid or embarrassing thing you've done this week, and then what's the most thing that's made you laugh? What's made you laugh? The what's most? made you think? What's the most thing? The most thing. The most wow. thing that made you laugh. Whatever. Uh, so the, I don't know, we all look at our Instagram memes for at least like oh. way too long every day, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so this, this week I saw one since I'm a golf nut job right now, apparently. Uh, this guy, he was on a golf course with his friends and he had this like rolling push cart thing. I saw this. So he like <laughs> pushes it and it starts rolling and he's like walking just along, but he gets to a hill. Uh-oh. So the thing starts going a little faster and he's acting like it's whatever. But then it goes faster and he starts running, but he's really shitty at running. So. <laughs> but then it oh, goes, it keeps going up. down and he actually <laughs> totally trips on his feet, falls, tumbles over and his golf bag just goes right into, into, a, the into a river. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, no. yeah, that was pretty, pretty great. Yeah. I, if, I think even if you don't play golf, you'd probably appreciate it. Yeah. I will look it up. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah. awesome. Anything embarrassing? Stupid. It's the most embarrassing thing I did this week. Uh, or like maybe stupid something that we were like oh that was dumb why did I do that shit <laughs> trying to think I mean, Luke's I no this always happens to me I'm like no just oh. a unique talent that I can black out the embarrassing parts yeah of <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone there friend yeah. <laughs> you're not alone. Um, actually the other day I was standing in front of my refrigerator looking for something that I had just put on the counter behind me. <laughs> and then I went to turn around to look for it and just walked into the door of the fridge. <laughs> so I guess that's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew but me. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's I don't good. know. I like to be like, I like to think I'm a person that's like on top of my mental game and like I'm organized. I know where things are at. Like, right. you know, I remember stuff. <laughs> And then there I am with like the half and half is Dude. like right behind my ass, and just right on the counter, slamming my face into a, a door. So that's that's, that's pretty I mean, good. That's keep good. Humble, I guess. Yeah, dude. I I was so I've been I've been skateboarding to work, and one uh, like not too long ago, um, Alex was like, "Oh, I'm gonna run with you, like as you skate to work." And so I'm like Instagramming it, I'm like got it on my face. I was like, "Yay, what's up?" And then I like put it on her and then like we're going back and forth and I'm like, oh, that was a cool video. And then I watched it back and I had a gigantic I booger. I out to you. A gigantic <laughs> booger just on my beard, nice. like chilling like the whole time. I was like, I can't fucking post this now. It's such a cool shot. And people probably thought it was food though. So. Well, I didn't okay, post it. Have, I actually, I have it. Maybe I, I'll, maybe I'll maybe do you it, should post on the, it on the podcast Instagram page. You should post it with a poll, booger or food. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and, Funniest thing? I don't. I don't know. Um, probably that. I don't know. Usually my embarrassing moments are also like super funny. So the picture we're gonna take of all of us being really oh my sweaty. Oh yeah. yeah. I can't wait. Funny thing. I don't know. Do I look super? I mean, I, I think you guys I, look I like fine. I, I look like I've been sitting um, in a personal well. sauna. I don't know. I'm pretty. That's I don't nothing. know if my back is. I don't even have the like pants excuse. I'm wearing like shorts, dude. Well, yeah, we definitely need a picture of your it's knees bad. right now. What about what about you? Um, I think what made me laugh the most was um, Eric, my sister, and I went to go see Ant Man and the Wasp, and I had never seen the first one, but I heard it was funny, and I like Paul Rudd, so I was like, yeah, sure, 
surprisingly very very funny and now i want to watch the first one and i want to say why there was like a couple of things that was extremely funny but out of context it won't it won't really but go see it because it's really funny there was a paul rudd meme on like the fat jewish yesterday about how he's like 20 years later he's like sexier and more dashing Dude. <laughs> like look it hasn't even aged right? no i have a picture of alex and my nephew and paul rudd like she's holding my nephew uh-huh. at the world series and he looks like the same he did when he was in yeah. clueless yeah he's, he's had crazy. good he's had he has a good doctor though i think yeah. i wonder if he's sleeping he's probably he's sleeping. probably sleeping like he's a probably sleeping a lot and he has good skin uh, i see good, him like skincare routine <laughs> i see him all the time in new york it's kind of weird um and the most stupid or embarrassing thing i did was Corey um, said he had a meeting with some high ups at a company and didn't use pronouns and I assumed they were men and they were women mm. and that's I was like actually they're me. women yeah you I know feminist. I you dig fucking feminist stabbed to the heart yeah. well, how could I assume they were men yeah uh, but well it just means I mean have... to be fair the people you work for in that like company a lot of them are men so no I don't there's know. no to be fair fictionless here. there's no qualifier oh yeah that yeah they're mostly they're mostly female fictionless, fictionless is mostly female, female. Yeah. i thought the other company was mostly female no, right, yeah. i know nothing about my husband's life yeah, apparently. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i work with a lot of people i mean i'm seeing all different kinds of people all the time she just likes to think you don't spend any time around any other women. <laughs> <laughs> no, i only did. spend time with women <laughs> Yeah. You can also count anyway. my business partner. He's kind of a woman too. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, he's 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 the mom on set. It's great. Um, well, if people want to come see you physically, they have to come to New York. Yes. But where can people find you on on the lo- online world, on the so internet world? So there is a website called www.motiveny.com that you're going to spell wrong. So it's <laughs> M O T I V N Y. I always put an E at the end of it. Yeah, we we did that thing where we changed the spelling of a word and made it not grammatically correct. So <laughs> we deserve it. Uh, <laughs> Instagram at Motive NY uh, or myself at Luke Motive. Perfect. Um, cool. Can't say I post that much. It's very interesting. But <laughs> your yeah. um your kettlebell trick you posted the other day was pretty cool. Oh yeah, I was, yeah. I guess that was. Fun. <laughs> it's funny because you, like as a therapist, you like go and try to make like something you'd be like oh we're gonna show people all this like interesting educational stuff and you post it and nobody gives a fuck <laughs> and then you do like something dumb with a kettlebell and like everybody likes breaks it. the internet yeah, yeah. everybody's interested in it that's yeah, so, crazy yeah great so i guess i need to do more dumb stuff yeah cool i'd love to get uh, an episode of monet where like she comes in here and like gets worked on oh that'd be funny yeah we'll talk about that later i'm yeah, wor- yeah. The, one of the series I'm producing is this show called I Feel Skinny. Yeah. And it's with the drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. Ah. And she does these workouts in full drag. Ah. So maybe, maybe we'll do some like self-love and like bring her in here. It's <laughs> funny. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, anyone that wants to find you, wife, where do they find you? Um, website, Dancing Ginger. Instagram, Dancing Ginger Alex. You can also follow Husband and Wife Talk. I almost forgot our own Instagram handle. <laughs> um, yeah, at Husband and Wife Talk. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Corey Lauren, C-O-R-E-Y underscore L-O-R-E-N. Uh, you can find my production company that sponsors this podcast. Uh, that's at Hallelu Creative, H-A-L-L-E-L-O-O. We also did that, so mm. we've asked for that. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Luke. It's been yeah, great, thank man. You. It's been really super yes, educational. Guys. I know I got I got a lot of homework to do. So uh, yeah. uh, I'm gonna, hula hooping. Yeah, she's going to keep me honest here. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Having conversation, it's about to go down. I'm feeling your vibrations all the way across town. I'm ET, you can 